0: All right, we have two hours left in the MLB trade deadline. We will carry you right up to 7 o'clock tonight on the Sportsnet Radio Network and Sportsnet as uh, the Jays navigate the trade deadline and then navigate the Baltimore Orioles in the second game of a four-game series tonight on Sportsnet. The Orioles winning the first game 4-2 yesterday. Jays are now seven and twenty-one Ooh. inside the AL East. Uh, obviously, the news of the day, well, there's there's two stories here on, on parallel tracks. It is the trade deadline. The Jays have made a deal today. They've added Paul DeYoung, uh, a shortstop from the St. Louis Cardinals. That dovetails with what I would argue is the biggest story of the day, and that is the health status of Bo Bichette, who left last night's game in the third inning with what the organization described as right knee discomfort. And, of course, um, you know, any, anything you know, if you know anything about Bo, it's, one, he doesn't get hurt. Two, he plays every day. Uh, so watching Bo Bichette limp off the field, you know, even though people were saying, well, at least he didn't need help to get off the field, still watching Bo Bichette limp off the field. Uh, on a play in which he essentially he essentially shut it down like he could tell right away that there was something wrong certainly has uh, created a sense of um concern a sense of caution a sense a sense of anxiousness the only thing we've heard so far uh, and i know people are looking kevin at the paul de deal and saying okay well the jays got kind of a defense for a shortstop what does that mean does that mean that they think Bo is out long term Does it mean they think he's out midterm? Does it mean they think he's out short-term? John Heyman tweeted out that the Jays are saying it is expected to be a short-term situation with Bo The fact of the matter is we won't know until Ross Atkins talks sometime around 6.30 today, and uh, we will carry that uh, live, I presume, uh, depending on some of the logistics involved in that, uh, or until John Schneider speaks. And, of course, Kevin, the Blue Jays aren't going to broadcast Bo Bichette's health status at the trade deadline because it would damage their their bargaining position. So there have been a lot of trades today, big names on the move. Justin Verlander back to Houston. The New York Mets are paying. The, the New York Mets, uh, basically the New York, think about this. The New York Mets' biggest contribution to the postseason this year is coming in the AL Central because Scherzer's with Texas and Verlander's back with Houston. So we have a lot to get to. Dan Duquette joins us. He's made deals at this time of the year, some of them good, some of them. Well, We'll talk to Dan about that. Dan Schulman in a few minutes. Rock he's the Orioles reporter with Masson. And uh, Caleb Joseph joining us Ooh. as well. He will be on the radio call tonight. So, Kevin, Paul young, Oh, and I didn't mention, by the way, he Ryu. on <laughs> any other day, this would be the headline. Ryu is making his first start in over a year for the Blue Jays uh coming off surgery so Kevin we'll talk about that later on but Paul DeYoung, what does that suggest to you
1: well I just I just got a text from somebody that said no structural damage with Bobichet's knee so that I guess that's good news I mean I don't know what that means day to day or or you know he's gonna ice it they're gonna take precautions I'm sure that's why they brought this guy in from St. Louis you know the first thing I thought of was that uh oh, what's wrong with Bo? And then you start digging into some numbers, huh. and you look at July when they were seventeenth in RBI, they were seventeenth in runs, they were sixteenth in total bases, and they were second in ERA. That's that's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, if I bring in a shortstop from a different team, maybe I have to p- package a Espinal or a Biggio in with whoever, Nate Pearson, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera, fill in the blanks to get a bat in here that can help with the 17th and RBI, 17th and runs, 16th in total bases. Jeff, you watch the at-bats. They're not good enough. Like, uh, that's plain and simple, not good enough. So, sounds like... They're going to be real careful with Bo, which they should. I mean, they got one guy on the team that's 25th in total bases. He's the guy. So you, you, you got to be real careful with him. Obviously, he's their MVP offensively. Be careful with him. You bring in a veteran guy who can catch it offensively. Look, he ain't going to bring you much. Like Occasionally, I think he'll run into one if you throw a fastball down the middle. But he's here for defense. He's going to play some defense. He's a veteran guy. You can put him in the game late if you have to. I'm not sure he can play second. He rarely does it. He's more of a shortstop. But He's a right-handed hitter, too. Absolutely. So, you know, the velocity thing, uh, he don't like breaking ball this year. So, offensively, I'm not sure that's what it is. I, I would say this is an insurance policy. When it comes to Bo, but I do think there's a little bit more going into maybe they have to give up a couple of things to get what they need, Well, that's and, and this is sort of securing that if they have to.
0: Yeah, do I it. mean, listen, I, I've been told by somebody in the organization, it was don't read a great deal into this. They, they were talking about young, Yeah. They've had discussions, just as they had discussions with the Cardinals about Jordan Hicks before Jordan Romano's injury, they had discussions with the Cardinals about Paul young. Uh, and, you know, we also know that Ernie Clement has a, has a locker in the Jays clubhouse right now. Now, he may just be attacked. He may be up here as a taxi squad member yeah. because Bo won't, be, uh, Bo won't be playing tonight. We can safely say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I think the question becomes, do the Jays have something else in the works? You know, you look at this team, uh, Santiago Espinal. I mean, if, if Bo Bichette is out for two weeks then I don't understand why you're requiring Paul DeYoung because I'm okay with Santiago Espinal playing shortstop. So that suggests to me either it's longer than two weeks or it suggests that you've got something else in the works. Mm -hmm. We know this organization has a lot of middle infield depth uh, throughout the level, triple A, double A, single A. They've got a lot of middle infield depth. I've thought all along that the Jays are going to need to add another impactful bat, and I... I've said this. I think Nate Pearson. I think Santiago Espinal are in play. I mean, Santiago Espinal just doesn't have a spot in this team, it seems like. He's a guy who went to the All-Star game last year and, and I mean, didn't get it, hasn't gotten to, generally hasn't gotten to sniff a regular playing time this year until recently. Uh, and, and part of that is because Whit Merrifield's been so good. But this suggests to me that there are more moves, uh, that there, there are more crossed. moves coming.
1: They have to. Like, you look at the at-bats that they have. I mean, two for 16 one night, 0 for 10 the next night. Like, you're going to have to occasionally have better at bats against good pitching late in games. And they just, for whatever reason, the competitiveness of those at bats just don't look real good. And they need to try and bring a guy in that just sort of passes the baton that way. You're not always going to get a hit, but you can be a tough out. When's the last time you saw a, a dude stand at second base and that guy has a 9, 10, 11, 12 pitch out? It's rare. So I think that's what they need to get in here, and maybe this is sort of combating that move a little bit.
0: The big move of the day so far has been made uh, by the Houston Astros. They get Justin Verlander back. The Mets are paying $35 million for Verlander this year uh, and next year, then half of the $35 million in 2025 if the option triggers. Again, the Mets are just you – know, the Mets are using – the Mets put a team together by spending a ton of money, and now they're spending a ton of money to take the team apart. Uh, in return, the, new, the, the the Mets acquired a couple of pretty good prospects from yeah. the Astros and Drew Gilbert That's the and Ryan Clifford. He's uh, trying to
1: do that now the, with this organization.
0: The, the Philadelphia Phillies acquired Michael Lorenzen, the starting pitcher from the Detroit Tigers, for Howe you Lee. Uh, Michael Lorenzen was a pitcher who had been connected in some quarters with the Blue Jays uh, as the Blue Jays were looking for pitching depth. Elsewhere, the San Diego Padres... They're not acting like sellers. They've acquired Rich Hill and G-Man Choi. Matt Svanson, by the way, was the return to the St. Louis Cardinals for Paul DeYoung. The Cardinals also kicked in a little bit of money, uh, which probably reflects. It's one of those things where here's the thing, St. Louis. If you give us this much money, you can choose from this many players. Give us this much money, you can choose from this group of players. The Cardinals said, now we'll take this guy and pay you this amount of money. And a couple of other deals that were made today. Really of no great significance. Of course, the Jays have already made uh, a big deal a couple of days ago, getting Jordan Hicks on Sunday uh, from the St. Louis Cardinals for Adam Klopfenstein and Sem Roberts. So as we await uh, the completion of more trades, again, the trade deadline is 6 Eastern. We typically see trades trickle in. After 6 o'clock, we're led to believe that Ross Atkins will do a media availability around 6.30. Again, as soon as we hear anything from John Schneider, from Bo Bichette or Ross Atkins, we will turn it around and get it to you. Kevin, let's talk a little bit. Let, let's close the book on last night's game very quickly. A 4-2 loss to the Baltimore Orioles. The Jays are, uh, we talked about the 7-21 and 21 inside the division. It's crazy. Uh, There's no excuse for that. There really isn't. That, that no. is that, that is gosh awful. It's embarrassing. We talked about Bo Bichette leaving the game in the third inning last night. Uh, a lot, and I mean a lot of talk on Blue Jays talk last night. Shout out to Caleb Joseph, by the way, for filling in. A lot of talk about the uh, situation with George Springer. Now, George Springer was given a day off by the Blue Jays. They said it was a scheduled day off. Mm. We have seen this organization give players scheduled days off in the past and use them late in games. Yeah. As far as I could tell, George Springer didn't get off his ass for the entire May game. He you, was sitting. He was sitting next to. What, uh, he was sitting next next to Kevin Gossman. What
1: would any of his over last thirties would tell you he would have success against Cano, Batista, Colome? There com- left-handed. You think yeah. he's going to have a chance of
0: that? I, I think. I think the thing is though, and pe- people were people were asking me, you and know, it wasn't even used as a pinch runner for Alejandro Kirk. Now, at the end of the day. Uh, it didn't matter. And at the end of the day, it's funny how this always turns out, right? Santiago Espinal came in for Boba Bichette. He ended up being the final out of the game with yep. two men on, uh, on, on a night, frankly, where, you know, uh, Felix Batista and Yanni, cano, this was not their best night. Uh Yannier cano is a guy the Jays have had a little bit of success against this. You know, they couldn't deliver the the big blow of the game ultimately, but George Springer wasn't used at all. And, and, to me, that suggests that this was a benching. I mean, yeah, scheduled day off. You know, I'm I'm a believer that when you give a player a day off, it's a day off. And I also think mm. that given the fact yeah. that George Springer has been so healthy this year, frankly, whatever the Jays are doing to George Springer to keep him healthy is working because he's probably he's knock on right. wood right. going. He's probably going to finish with the second highest number of games he's had in his career or he's had certainly since 2016. So whatever they're doing is working. Mm. But I, that situation looked to me like a benching.
1: I don't want to state the obvious. He's not getting on base a ton. So it's a little harder to to get hurt. Uh, defensively in right field, he's a lot better. Gets good jumps. Timing of his leaving his feet when he has to has been really, really good. He's been hitting the cutoff the way he's supposed to be hitting it. You don't get frisky out there. You stay in the game longer. You stay in the season. You help your team win baseball games. I Benching might be a little bit of a strong word. I I will say this: if you're John, you would you would want to have confidence in going to him in any situation to get the head out on velocity. Again, let I get back just, to that.
0: Let me just jump in. This from Arden Welling. This is uh, from the Blue Jays. From the I, I, I guess today, Bo Bichette had an MRI of his right knee Monday, which did not reveal significant structural damage. Mm-hmm. For Blue Jays manager John Schneider, it did reveal some in, inflammation. Blue Jays considering Bichette day to day for now. "Quote: We'll know more in the next day or so," according to John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, and here's the thing: right now, the Jays have got to do something with their roster because they've got to ac- accommodate Hyun Jin Ryu. And so, I mean, I listen. I fully expect this organization to make a trade at some point Absolutely. in the next in the next two hours,
1: an hour, an, an hour
0: and an hour and forty-seven minutes. And I would have said that even if Bo, even if Bo was healthy, a thousand percent. Even if Bo was healthy, and and you know we saw last night over ten Kevin, they're two for twenty six with runners in scoring position in their last two games. Arguably, the biggest game of the year so far. I mean, you want to you well, want to win this series well, could against the, the Baltimore. Ser- Orioles. You can
1: say the series is not going to be the easiest thing. The, the Orioles do a lot of things. They're very athletic. They make the plays they're supposed to make, and there's a lot of guys in their order that you want up when. The big at bat comes around. I'll ask you, other than Bo Bouchette, who do you want up for the Blue Jays? Pick a guy. I, you got to think about it. Do I have it. to? You got you to gotta think about it. Other than Bo Bouchette. You know who? You got to. You got to. You know
0: who? Wit. Bingo. Yeah. But it's real. Look, he's not I, a run I, I'm producer. Not he, that, I'm he, not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that and being happy about it, Kevin. I'm just saying that's the guy. Yeah. He shouldn't be the guy. I think that's
1: further to your point. But yeah, getting back to the George Springer thing, I. I just think the confidence when it comes to the optics of the way it looks with his 0 for thirty doesn't ooze can't wait to get him loose in the sixth, seventh, eighth, or ninth inning to hit off of dudes that are pitching in the sixth, seventh, and eighth and ninth inning. That last night was what that looked like to me. And tell you what, man, you're paying yeah, you're paying a it. whole hell and of this, a lot of money. And and you are seven and twenty in your division going into last night. I get it. But you do you think any at-bat that he's seen? Now, again, his takes look better. And if you want to say that he's hitting the ball harder in his last game and uh, the the uh, expected average was like 330, three that if you walked up to, to George Springer and told him that stat, he'd throw his hands in the air and he'd look exactly the way he's been looking. Because that's not what they want. That's not what an older guy wants. Results. It's results-driven. That's why he's here. This time of the year, he's here to get a big hit off a Batista in the ninth inning at home down a run. Anything to tell you in the last 30 at-bats that he could do that?
0: So far, uh, according to uh, reporters at the Rogers Center, Santiago Espinal is... Listed as a starting shortstop for tonight's game. The full Jays lineup isn't out. Yeah, but right now at least they ain't least, got
1: nobody else.
0: Espinal is the uh, is the shortstop.
1: Paul's well, yeah. not here.
0: Right, no, he, he. So
1: they ain't got nobody else.
0: But again, that, well, they do have Ernie Clement. And again, this gets to the point we've talked about uh, the possibility that Santiago Espinal might be involved in a deal. I mean, they can still make the deal and uh, sure and, and end up taking him out of the lineup. But right now, at least, the Jays are progressing under the assumption that uh, uh, Santiago Espinal is their starting shortstop tonight and first pitch is still three hours, a little less than three hours away. So mm-hmm. uh, there you go. The, as I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is the best possible news on Bo Bichette. He's had the MRI, you know, no structural damage, uh, inflammation day-to-day for now. As, as far as I'm concerned, this trade deadline already is it's been okay for the Blue Jays. Because I, I just, you know, look, your initial reaction when you see an injury like that happened to a guy like Bo. And, you know, we heard what some of the Orioles players told some of their broadcasting dudes who were on the field said it looked, it, you know, it looked painful. It looked really bad. It I did, came in here expecting it? the worst.
1: Yeah, because you never see him do things like that. No. that that's what it is, no. right? Whenever you never you see him see... stop and, and just kind of give when, up. Whenever you see a Bo Bichette, Look like that, and then walk off the field the way he did. You're you're a little excited, and you, th- you know, you're praying that that there's nothing wrong, and they can figure it out in a hurry. Gets back to we'll say this, and we'll continue to say it. There's enough names in that lineup that need to have better at bats. The, they're going to try, hopefully, fingers crossed, and bring a an at bat in here or a hitter in here that can help out and get the big hit occasionally. Yeah, Still, but Kevin, need, I don't. You need other guys to step up. That's what?
0: the question is.
1: Yeah. Pitching wise, they're good enough. I just mentioned it. Second yeah, NRO in July. It's good
0: enough. There's, 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 there's absolutely no doubt about that. Look, yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with this offense that a hot Vladimir Guerrero Jr. couldn't cure. You think it's going to happen? Oh, better. It's a pretty big sample size. All of a sudden,
1: they're going to stop knowing how to throw a slider down and away and a fastball in off the plate early in the count.
0: Uh, according to Ben Nicholson Smith, by the way, John Schneider telling reporters today there is no restriction on uh, Hyun Jin Ryu. So they need him for 100 pitches tonight. He'll go 100 pitches. I do want to touch on that very quickly while we wait, uh, for, frankly, for further trades to be made. What are your expectations for Hyun Jin Ryu tonight? What, let me rephrase that because he's, he's, it's the first time he's pitched in a long time. What would you be happy with? What would John Schneider be happy with tonight? And I'm not just just talking in terms of innings pitched and things of that nature and results. It, Velo, like what what do you want to see?
1: Yeah, see, I'm not going to look at that. I I, I want to see him get out of trouble and keep keep his team in it. I, that, I, that I don't shoot for the moon. I mean, it's been 426 days since his last start in the big leagues. I don't care what he's done in the minor leagues. Yeah, in the big leagues, facing the best team in the American League, you can say it. They're the best team in the American League. The cutter, we'll see if that was working. You know, before he got hurt, it wasn't. He went completely away from that. And then it was more four seamers and changeups and slow breaking balls. I would think maybe if he's working on the cutter, that would work a little bit. That would be location of that, stealing some strikes with that. Better with the arm speed on the changeup. Just give his team a chance. Like, I, I, what the, how many innings that is, what the velocity is be competitive, have tough takes from good hitters. If you're seeing that because he's a very smart guy, he'll be all right. If you don't, he falls behind. They can eliminate one of his pitches, maybe the change up, or if he does have the cutter, eliminate that, and they can zone up and look in one part of the strike zone because of the way they can hit and because they're very very athletic, Um, which means they can let the ball travel and use the entire field.
0: John Morosi reporting, by the way. I did want to throw this out there because I'm already, I've am already i already gotten a couple of DMs about what about Teoscar, what about Teoscar, because we know the Jays have talked to the Mariners about Teoscar Hernandez. The Minnesota Twins uh, are also apparently in on Teoscar Hernandez. Ty Francis also available, according to reports uh, from the Seattle Mariners. So, may,
1: may I ask you a question? Teoscar yes, sir. being five for his last 31 with 14 strikeouts, deter you from going, oh, I can't wait to have him here hitting cleanup. Because it might be. I mean, again, this is because you're bringing him over here for a reason. He knows it, and your entire team knows it. You know, something we haven't mentioned:
0: Are we sure that Teoscar is going to be Teoscar in this ballpark? Because Vladdy ain't Vladdy in this ballpark. You know, I, like yeah, I understand. I, I understand. Everybody wants a reunion. And look, Teoscar Hernandez, frankly, would be an improvement over what they're running out right now. But are we sure? Fifty-nine RBIs. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, are we sure that this ballpark is the same ballpark that he was putting those numbers? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. This is a pitcher's park. This isn't the Rogers Center he knew. Having said that, I've got to think it's not going to cost me very much to get him here. Absolutely. Let me ask
1: you a question. Would you rather have him or Brandon built up against the uh, elite uh, eighth inning guy down a run? Let's move on. I'm asking well, wow, come on! Oh, I mean, I got, I,
0: you
1: got, I, you got okay. your answer then. Yeah, he got your answer. Yeah, I, so uh, that I, I think that's for me. I, again, the five for thirty-one with the fourteen strikeouts—that's a lot. And why you're bringing him over here? He knows, and that's a lot of pressure. Like you're you're expecting when he hits the he hits the ground, it needs to be running because of their seventeenth in RBI, seventeenth in run, sixteenth in total bases in July. They're just not good at it. I we, we I. I just don't know how that's going to change as a team. Obviously, in big moments, they have big weaknesses, and it's not hard to attack that weakness, and that's why you see the numbers the way they are in big moments. So, I mean, I think for me, even though Teoscar is five for his last 31 with 14 strikeouts, he's better than sort of what they got now, and hopefully do something. They need to do something. It's not good enough, and I'm I'm sure they know that, and... Fans that watch the Blue Jays every
0: day know that. Well, uh, it 4:22, and that means it's one and a half hours, a little more than one and a half hours away from the expiration of the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Still a lot of names that were reportedly in play that have not moved, among them Tommy Pham, uh, Lane Thomas. Uh, still some relief pitchers that haven't moved. Teoscar Hernandez would be part of that group as well. And um, some teams, in particular Kansas City, that uh, seem to have slow played this market a little bit, which I frankly would do as well if I was a seller right now, because there's not there does not appear to be a lot available out there. And if you're a team like Kansas City, you you need to maximize what you're going to get for Scott Barlow or maybe a, a Sal Perez even or somebody like that. So there's still there's uh, still a lot of moves to be made. There are a lot of players. There's still a lot of players and teams, who quite, quite frankly, you look at it and go, this makes no sense. <laughs> Bednar and Pittsburgh. This makes no sense. Bednar and Pittsburgh. Bednar, well, now Bednar and Pittsburgh's got three years control, though. That's going to cost they, you a lot. Are they a good team? That makes no sense. You're in division, can, they're in a division. They're
1: in a division where. They got something. You can get something for it.
0: They're. Maybe. You're two good. or
1: three years away.
0: Oh, well. Wow. I mean, they're two or three years. But the away. point is, you're going to need a David Bednar at some point, and if you've got a young team, two or three years from now, if you've got a young team, you know what? You know what doesn't help a young team? Torching I mean, leads in the ninth inning doesn't help a young 60 team.
1: Sixty wins or fifty-eight wins, like I, what's the
0: difference? Yeah, but what's the difference between sixty and I don't know seventy wins? Could be David Bednar. I, I, I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying. I think that there's, there is, uh, there is value, there is value in a closer who appears to be okay closing for that team and is under control for three years. Yeah, and
1: you have but, no idea what that looked like in the American League East and the American League. I mean, it's one thing to do it with Pittsburgh. It's another thing to yeah. do it here. Yeah, expectations, and there's a lot that goes with that.
0: Dan Duquette is the voice of the Blue... Or Dan Duquette, he'll join us later. He's not the voice <laughs> of the Blue Jays. Dan Shulman, don't worry. Danny's been, uh, Danny's been uh, mistaken for worse people than that. Maybe not Dan Duquette. I don't know about that again. Dan Shulman is the voice of the Blue Jays on Sportsnet. We've got too many damn Dans. Dan Shulman joins us next from the ballpark. It's Blair Blair and Barker, the trade deadline edition. I'll get it out. I need more coffee, boff. I'll get me coffee pronto. Blair and Barker, the trade deadline edition on the Sportsnet Radio Network and Sportsnet. Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The fan drive time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is 4.30 Eastern. There is an hour and a half left in Major League Baseball's trade deadline Jeff Blair alongside Kevin Barker. 707 will be the first pitch tonight. The Jays and the Baltimore Orioles in the second, of a, uh, second game of a four-game series. The Orioles won the first game 4-2 yesterday. Both of these teams, I've got to imagine, Kevin, both of these teams in, in their clubhouses. I mean, they're going about their business, obviously. But dudes have got to be checking their phones. The Orioles, the Orioles... God love them. They need to make a move for another starting pitcher. They absolutely need to make a move for starting That's pitcher. That's a great
1: point. Which clubhouse do you think could handle not making a move? Oh.
0: You know what? Someone made an interesting point. We'll be joined by uh, Rock Kabatka, who covers the Orioles for Masson. Somebody, I think the Orioles, because you know what? They're the best team in the American League. They're the best team in the American League absolutely. right now. Absolutely. And I, the, the point was made The point was made yesterday, and it was on the Orioles telecast. I'm life may can't remember it was it was the pregame uh I'm sorry it was very early in the game in the Orioles telecast but one of the points is made was you know what I mean this this Orioles team is so young they may look at this and go good that's a vote of confidence in us we're good to go now the the problem is they do have guys they've guys like Tyler Wells and that that are really running up Dean Kramer these guys are really running up against Not the saying they don't
1: need it I'm just saying which clubhouse you think could handle it
0: I think they could handle it more I I think the Orioles would handle it a little better than the Blue Jays. I, I,
1: I think the Blue Jays' offense is tried so hard to figure out how to get the big hit. I think some of them are getting to the realization that it ain't going to happen
0: this it year. It ain't working.
1: No, and they need help.
0: Uh, Dan Shulman is our Blue Jays' voice on Sportsnet. He is down at the ballpark. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Look, there's still an hour and a half left in the trade deadline. The Jays have added Paul DeJong. Uh I Would be surprised if they don't make another move. But it it would, you know, if, unless they're lying about Bo Bichette, and I don't know why they would, I already feel better about the trade deadline, honestly, than I thought I was going to when I came in the office today because I was prepared for the worst.
2: Yeah. So let me apologize first for the noise. I'm in the camera well, guys, here. That's all right. And the music's going, and you know the deal. So um, I think it was good news. I I do want to make sure, though, that people understand because I've already seen it out there, no structural damage. That is not what John Schneider said. John Schneider said no significant structural damage. Ah, so okay. there, there is a difference there. Um, now, that's I think that means, you know, he didn't tear his ACL, uh, right. and he didn't rupture a patella tendon. That's great, but it could be an IL still. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I suspect we're going to find out either after the trade deadline before the game or after the game what's going on. Maybe it's tomorrow. I don't know. So no significant structural damage, inflammation. I mean, Schneider did, you know, paint a very positive picture of it and say, best case scenario and sigh of relief and, uh, and things like that. But I think they made the the D- I don't think Paul the D- Young would have been a Blue Jay if that hadn't happened last night. Really? I you don't? Wrong. Okay. No, I, That's no, fair. I think, yeah, I think they were going, I think they were going to go get and still are going to go get an outfielder, mm-hmm. um, a right-handed hitting outfielder um i don't I, I think this trade came together quickly, otherwise, why don't you trade for Hicks and DeYoung young at the same time yeah that makes right? sense uh, so just my guess, and if that's the case, I think they did as about as well as they could do, really in uh, kind of an urgent notice situation with the trade deadline coming up so fast and and you know if bo i uh, if Bo's okay, de young can spell him from time to time if he's DHing, he can play second from time to time you know, Merrifield might play a little more outfield and there could be a domino effect here, right? Maybe show doesn't play quite as much. This trickles down maybe into Vigio and Espinall's at-bats, right? Like the way this roster is structured, it's all interconnected. But uh, in my mind, Paul DeYoung is a really, really good insurance policy in case it is serious with Bo. And if he winds up only playing three, four days a week, if Bo's okay, that's okay too. He's a a major league player.
0: You would rather have him than Santiago Espinall?
2: I think, uh, yeah, I think there's a little bit more bat for DeYoung. Okay. And and defensively, uh, I mean, Espinall's been a great defender in his career. I don't know that he's been quite as good this year, and DeYoung grades out very well. So, uh, I mean, I think there's room for both of them now. Mm -hmm. Whether that continues, I don't know. And some of that obviously depends on the health of Bo as well. But it just gives John Schneider um, options. Uh, I I think Paul DeYoung, I mean, right now Paul DeYoung – uh, well, I'm not exactly sure what they're doing because he's on the 40-man, right? Jordan Luplo was DFA'd to get him on the 40, but Paul DeYoung's not going to play in this game tonight. He's not right. going to be here in time. Bernie Clement is here and is taking batting practice. I'm looking at him as we speak, mm-hmm. taking batting practice. I think there's a chance Clement is active for Luplo's 26-man spot, if you know what I mean, and DeYoung got his 40-man spot, and then they see about Bo and and. Right. Uh, everything else you know the 40 and the 26 are two different things so Ernie Clement could be on this team as well that's another right hand hitting infielder so I I think I think they've just gotten themselves some depth and options right now until they sort out the bow situation
0: and they've already made the move for Ryu right if I'm I'm going to apologize if that move was already
2: made no they have well I I asked it in the office actually and by the way standing room only was an understatement in that office (laughs) of John Schneider's today man Uh, Fortunately, I have a reserve seat, so I got my seat okay. But um, I actually asked that question. I said, did I miss a roster move for Ryu? And Schneider kind of smiled, and he said, no, um, we haven't announced it yet. It's coming. So, because I would have assumed Bowden Francis would, you know, he came up, he pitched two innings, he goes back to Buffalo. But if that's not been done already, then something else may be going on, which would either be somebody's banged up, and I don't think any pitcher is banged up or maybe a pitcher who's on this team now is part of a trade,
1: uh, George, you know, which is, oh, sorry,
2: Ray, which, which you know, which is kind of interesting. If you think about it, like, And, you know, there aren't that many pitchers on this team who could be part of a trade. You know, we could guess maybe who it might be. But, you know, if it's one if it's one of those guys, then maybe there's another, you know, maybe they're not trading from the farm system. Maybe they're trading a relief pitcher to get a bat or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, they may they may
1: have to Uh, George Springer not pinch hitting last night. What's that tell you?
2: Well, uh, the sweatshirt on early told me I didn't think I I actually wasn't under the impression he was going to play at all. I don't know if you guys were watching the game, but we talked more about Danny Jansen hitting in the seventh than George Springer. Right. Uh, There was George was just not given off the uh, I'm in play vibe last night. Um, You know, we do know that John Schneider and George Springer had a meeting in Schneider's office at about four o'clock yesterday. Um, I wasn't standing outside the door trying to listen, so I don't know what was said, um, but it, it felt to me, just by looking at George, that for whatever reason, and I don't know what reason it is or who who gave the reason, I, d- I didn't think Springer was playing at all last night. And, um, and we talked about it a couple of times during the game. I thought there was an opportunity for Jansen to hit, let me try to remember, Coulomb was in the game. right? Um, oh, the Luplo spot, right? Yeah. So, that Luplo hit for Biggio. I thought there was a chance for Jansen to hit for Biggio because Coulomb would have had to have stayed. There were two men on you know, and then Luplo goes in, in right field. They didn't hit Jansen. And then we started talking about now where do you use Jansen because they're running out of players here. The Bichette injury put Espinal in the game, complicated their bench and that sort of thing. And then in the ninth inning, Jansen did hit, as it turns out, but he hit for Luplo, right? right? So mm. Jansen hit for Luplo, and if the game had gone to extra innings, they didn't have a right fielder. So I said on the air, well, maybe because this is an unusual circumstance, Bichette's injury – Complicates it. Maybe they'll put Springer in the outfield if it goes ten innings. But honestly, uh, we just thought that the—I don't want to say the term body language, but you know what I mean. Just the way yeah. things looked, the way things looked in the dugout. I didn't think George was in play at all last night.
0: Nah, he was chilling, man. Like he was, <laughs> he, he was, was chilling he with was. Kevin Gossman.
2: He he <laughs> didn't
0: have the cleats on. He had that. Uh, yeah. Don't look down here.
2: I'm not moving. Yeah. Look. And you know what? Maybe I guess to speculate. Maybe they said to him, "Okay, we know it's not going well. You need a day." Take a day. You get a day. But then tomorrow yep. we need we need George back. You know, and he's and in the I, I lineup I, tonight, I believe, right? He's in the lineup and he, I'm watching him take VP. He's yeah. in the same group with Vladdy and Ernie Clement right now.
1: Dan, should we stop talking about runners in scoring position? Oh for last twenty six in the last two, two games. Two, two I, for twenty six. Sorry. Come What's on. What's the difference? Potato Potato. What's the difference? Like, should we just stop talking about this? It's it's getting a little yep. out of
2: hand, I would think, right? L- Lord, I wish we could. Well, <laughs> <laughs> nobody nobody's talked about it more than me, unfortunately. Um, and you know, I'm of two minds. Like, I understand the people who say, "Well, it'll normalize, and it's not, you, you know, there it'll regress to the mean." And I understand all that, but it hasn't yet. And until it does, it's until it's not a thing, it's a thing, right? Yep. And. um to me, like, the story of this, the biggest story of this season to me, that's it. Because even if they're, I, I stumbled around on my words last night, but, but I was trying to say, the Blue Jays have an almost identical slugging percentage for the Orioles. And they have a significantly better batting average and a significantly better on-base percentage. And they haven't scored as many runs. And the reason is, if you look at the Orioles scoring position numbers, they're, they've been elite at it. I'm not saying they're, they've you know they found a magic potion that makes them elite. I'm just saying they've been really good at it, and the Blue Jays haven't been really good at it. And um, you know, one hit here or there with a runner in scoring position can turn a few losses into wins. And, and I think they've lost a fair number of games because of it, where they did a lot of other things well. So, Kevin, I would love, love, love to stop talking about it, but it's. I, I think my job is to document what's going on, and it's going on. Dan, last one about
1: that. It, what, <laughs> They they have to bring in a guy, you no, know, to to help this out or that. I'm not a big on that clubhouse thing, but just listening to you talk about that, I'm sure the conversations in that clubhouse are sort of the exact same way of right. You guys are not good enough at this. Like you need to be better. Like you know the hitting coaches and managers and you know Donnie baseball. I'm sure they're all having conversations while drinking on the on the charter trying to figure out how to do all these things. They have to bring somebody in. I would think it'd be demoralizing if they don't.
2: I I think so, because as nice of a pickup as DeYoung is, he's right now a Bo Insurance, and as long as he's in there and Bo's not playing, they they take a step back offensively, obviously, because Bo's having a a great year. I'm with you. I, I mean, I've always thought and have said a few times the best way for this team to improve is for the guys they have to do better. I didn't think this would be a blockbuster Trade deadline because I didn't, didn't think it was obvious who you would move out or, or, or anything like that. Like Springer had to hit better, Bar Show had to hit better, Kirk had to hit better, Vladdy had to hit better in key spots, whoever it is. Um, but I think at this point, it's now the 11th hour, and I'm with you. I, I think they need a right handed bat who's a threat. Um, you know, can start, starts against lefties, whatever, outfield, DH, whatever. Uh, maybe starts, you know, starts sometimes against righties. But how often have we seen a right-handed bat come up for the for the Blue Jays as a pinch hitter late in the game? And no offense to the guys who have been doing it, but they're not the guys who you want doing it, right? So um, I think they need that guy. Is that Teoscar Hernandez? I don't know. I mean, obviously he's a threat. Obviously there's power. Mm-hmm. He's also a big chase, swing, and miss guy. And I don't know that that's what this team Needs um, great point. I, I think they need a uh, a really professional hitter who can grind out at bats. And if there's a runner at third with one out, who can hit a fly ball to get him home? That may be old school and and dumb analytics and all that stuff. But I think they need a guy who can hit a fly ball when it's called for and get a runner in from third. So I, I don't know who's out there who's who's like that. But I, yes, Kevin, I, I do think they need some help. Yeah.
0: Uh, what are you, what are you expecting from Hyunjin Ryu tonight?
2: Uh. So, here's what we know. The command has been typical Hyunjin Ryu. The pitch count has been built up. The velocity was a tick down from, you know, healthy Hyunjin Ryu. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hopefully, 88-89 is good enough to get it done. He's normally kind of 90-91 when he's healthy. Um, Baltimore is a good team. They're a good offensive team. And, and it, I I think, you know, if you said to the Blue Jays, five innings, two runs, they I think they'd be like, where do I sign? Uh, like, we'll take that. Uh, in the first one. So I'm hoping he can do that. I'm hoping he can kind of Hyunjin Ryu his way through the lineup twice um, and and be effective and keep them off stride. And then you build from there. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't see the rehab starts. The reports were very good. Uh, he appears healthy. His command appears good. So hopefully he's pretty close to a version of the Hyunjin Ryu from 2020 and 2021.
0: Danny, we're going to let you run, rest the pipes. Appreciate you doing this, my friend. Thanks so much. Thanks for everything, buddy.
2: All right, guys. Talk to you soon. See Absolutely. Ya.
0: That is the great Dan Shulman, our Blue Jays play-by-play voice on Sportsnet. Seven o seven is the first pitch tonight as uh, Kyle Bradish takes to the mound for the Orioles against Young Jin Ryu. Tomorrow it's Grayson Rodriguez against Yusei Kikuchi. TBC against Kevin Gossman at Thursday. Is that a Thursday's game a... Uh, Four, is it, it's a weird start time three oh seven it's a three oh seven start time on thursday so we'll get out the batting practice thursday mm. okay. it's four forty five eastern which means well, seven, six, 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 six. One, one, one hour and fifteen minutes basically four. before the trade deadline expires and again our, our, as and we always as as, as there As we always remind you, (laughs) as we always remind you, uh, the deals quite often trickle. The deals quite often trickle. You know, it was so nice in here. Yesterday I was by myself. I I could kick back. Yeah, yeah. Chat with the boys here. Didn't have to, the looks between Boffo and Andrew and you, I didn't have to deal with any of that BS. The knowing looks, the sideways glances. They
1: won't call you out when you say things that are, well,
0: yeah. Anyhow. (laughs) Uh, a a reminder that deals can be made right up until 6 o'clock and then possibly (laughs) trickle out. We will get Ross Atkins' media availability as soon as we can. Uh, John Schneider has already said. Now, again, and Danny's right, I've seen it reported as no structural damage. Dan is saying that his understanding is there's no significant structural damage. I would listen to Dan. I'm sure he's asked more than once. No disrespect to to anybody else, but I guarantee you that he's asked more than once. Uh, Bottom line is it's not as worse as... I guarantee it's not as worse as we all thought it was. Can I make that fingers, guarantee? I
1: guess, fingers crossed. He's I not guess in the I lineup, even make that so guarantee. it's bad. <laughs>
0: like I'd
1: rather have him in the lineup.
0: <laughs> uh, no move yet with the DL or IL for Boba but clearly things are in the works. The Jays have not made a move yet to get Jin Ryu on the roster for tonight. They're moving somebody out. I can't say it any other way. They are going to move somebody out. There is another trade that will happen in the next hour and 15 boy. minutes is my guess. And it will be a hitter. And it better be Ooh, a hitter. Boy. It better be a hitter. Otherwise, Blue Jays talk tonight. We'll have to get the flame-retardant <laughs> material out here and put it up around you here. Folks will, be, folks will be fired up. Man. Speaking of fired up, this always gets, it fi- gets us fired up. Mm-hmm. It's time for Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Ladies and gentlemen, the next voice you hear will be that of our producer. Mark Boffo. All right, guys. It is an exciting day. 115 till the deadline. 114 now. (laughs) 130. (laughs) Be a smartass. Nobody's paying you to be a smartass. Well, they are paying me to give some some props tonight. So, Ryan Mountcastle, Jay's killer. Will he go over or under one and a half total bases? The latest odds are on Bet Rivers. What do you guys think? I mean, I've seen enough of this guy. I, I'm not going to do any uh, surprise, no research. He's going to go over because he's Ryan Mountcastle. I mean, he is going to He's going to he, He's going to go. He's going to get two hits tonight. He'll get a single and a double tonight. Maybe even a home run. Wow! I mean, he I, just I'm not is. going
1: that far. It might. It might be an intentional walk and a bloop wow. single. That might be what it is. But he's going over. He, he's hitting three three nineteen versus lefties, and, and he's got twenty five extra base hits. That's first since 2020 versus the Jays. Yeah. No other hitter has that many extra bases. Aaron base Judge hits doesn't have that many against the Jays. I know. It's- so I will take the over. I don't think he's getting an extra base hit tonight, but I think he's going to get yeah. either an intentional walk and a bloop single.
0: Now, the scary thing is, and again, this is Caleb Joseph from talking to the, uh, the Orioles broadcasters and and folks around the Orioles organization. He is not the finished product yet. He is not the finished product.
1: He has some holes. I, I think he's surrounded by some really good hitters. Right. That, that helps him a lot. You have to attack him. You can't pitch around him. And he hits mistakes very well. I mean, he's hunting. He's a hunter when we watched him take batting practice, the worst batting practice I've ever seen. Yeah, I remember, take. Like, you were atrocious. Laughing. Yes, it's atrocious. It bats. He's blowing bats up. You can't do that in batting practice. Was, People are laughing at him. Well, they it's were. awful. It's he awful. was
0: actually laughing at himself in the cage because it, it, it was ha- horrible.
1: You have to have a better approach, and I just think everything that goes around, long-winded, he's in the perfect lineup yeah. to be Ryan Mountcastle. That? that makes sense.
0: Yeah. yeah, That was between the lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. It it's it is just funny how what do you think explains that? I, I, I know I've asked you this. Just when a guy is so is it just is there such a thing as just being comfortable at the at the plate at the Rogers Center? Just it feels yeah, good. I would the throw, batter's eye is I would, everything looks
1: good. I would throw it I I would say there's something to that, but I would throw it off on the pitching side of it. I think there's so much emphasis put on trying to get him out. Because if I know just that 25 extra base hits, you know the khakis for the Jays just are breaking it down till they can't break it down anymore and know way more than we know about what he's doing and how much he's doing and what he can't do and don't do this. And what do you do if you're a pitcher? You aim it and try not to throw it there. What sometimes happens, you hang it, it's a cement mixer, you throw a fastball down the middle, and he hits it out and gets a big hit. So I think it's more of that than
0: well, him. I don't know if you'd file this under surprise, but the Miami Marlins, according to Mark Feinsand and Craig Mish, are acquiring Jake Berger from the Chicago White Sox. Again, both um, Craig Mish and Mark Feinsand reporting that. According to Mark Feinsand of MLB.com, uh, the Marlins have acquired Jake Berger for left handed pitcher Jake Eater, Eater, pardon me, Eater is Miami's number four prospect. Mm. Uh, he is just returning from Tommy John surgery, so again, the Marlins acquiring infielder Jake Berger from the White Sox boys got some power. He's, that's country power. Yeah, I like the that's I, country. Power. I like
1: what the Marlins are doing. I, I do mean, too. If not now, when? Like it's time. Well, a division's not any good. You got good enough players. Your pitching's really
0: good. Like it's time for oh, them to try and make a decent run at it. And I'll tell you what, if you if if you're the Marlins now, the Braves are good, but if you're the Marlins, Washington's awful. They're they're a couple of years away. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, they've had some problems getting traction. If you're the Marlins, this is the year to do it. The Met, and the, the Mets stink. Yeah, and the, the Padres Mets... taking a step back. Exactly. Like there's, there's some teams in the
1: National League that are struggling. I'm with you. Why not now? Go ahead. And the White Sox are backing the truck up.
0: I, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead if you are the uh, Miami Marlins. So there you go. Who would have thought, thought the Miami Marlins would be uh, buyers and the New York Mets would be sellers at the trade deadline?
1: I, listen, I'm hearing the Yankees might sell some people, too. Well, Harrison Bader, there's... Uh, Severino, I heard,
0: what might be on the market. Sever Wow, Severino, you'd almost have to take yeah, him. He might be a change-of-scenery guy. Uh, I He might be. I mean... I mean, he's getting lit up and by the Orioles. That stuff is electric, but... Don't throw he down, he might, you throw it down the middle, and they've seen it a lot. Tell you what, he might be a good guy to go to a smaller market, just kind of... Trying to regain his footing. Yeah. Twinkies, somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the the... I mean the Yankees, you know the Yankees are in a position where they just need they need too much. I think they need too much, and sometimes when you need too much, um, can Garrett Cole you and end Aaron up, you Judge end up take
1: them to the playoffs? No, that's a lot to ask. No, they especially can't. how good the Rays are, they the Jays can. are, yeah. the Red Sox are. I mean, they're good. The Red Sox are good. Offensively, I still, I'm they're waiting. Really good.
0: I'm waiting. I still, I, I have been waiting for the Red Sox to do something because Boy, that. That lineup, and and they're getting, right. and the thing is, they're getting they're getting three or four pitchers back.
1: How good would Justin Turner look for the <sighs> in the Blue Jays lineup? Holy moly! <laughs> but it's wishful thinking. It's not going to happen. right? the the way the organizations looked the last couple of years for the Red Sox, yep. there's no way they're trading in division to the to the Blue Jays. No, it's just not going to
0: happen. So hell no. Listen, yeah. they might. I I talked about this yesterday, and in, in the East, have you seen their schedule? They've got. The Jays for three at home, yeah. and they own the Jays this year. Yep. Then they've got Washington, Kansas City, and Detroit. They've got ten games against those teams, and three games at home against a team that they just own this year.
1: Yeah, and the Jays got twenty four more games against the American League East. How's that going to go?
0: You think if you were the Boston, I mean they're seven and twenty one. If you were the Boston Red Sox, how are not how are you not looking at this as an opportunity? An hour and six minutes. Look at it. To go out, um, be interesting to see if they it were is. if they were to go, go out and get Teoscar. Who the Blue Jays, Boston, yeah. The, the, and a little the, added thump in the middle of the line. Yeah, the
1: five for thirty-one, fourteen strikeouts, and and look, I've I've been a, one of those people that said, "How do you get where's the twenty and eighty-five coming from?" And it ain't coming. <laughs> I just, let's just say yeah. it like let's say it like it is. Would Teoscar do enough? in the middle of the order to help this team and make up for the woes that they have that, you know, Chapman with the elevated fastball, Varsho with the elevated fastball, Kirky
0: with velocity, like there's some woes there. When we come back from break, there will be an hour left in the Major League trade deadline. Dan Duquette, as a former MLB executive and general manager, has made some good trades at the deadline. Like, a lot of GMs made some not-so-good trades at the deadline. But he's certainly no stranger to what will be going on in front offices around baseball today. And the Orioles still got a soft spot for the Orioles, I think. It's Blair and Barker on the Sportsnet Radio Network and Sportsnet.